Welcome to Promised Land at Home Podcast, where we bring people into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Wherever life has you, we pray that today's sermon both challenges and encourages you. We're so glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy the message. It's good to just take a breath, isn't it? Take a deep breath and think about the margin in your life and margin in your schedule, margin in your finances, margin in your relationships. It's entertaining to watch some TV shows where there's no margin. Uh, like Eric and I love to watch a show called Alone where they drop 10 people off in the middle of the wilderness. They give them the option to take 10 items with them. Have anybody seen this show? They get 10 items. They can pick what items they choose. They can take an axe. They can take, you know, a rope. They can take fire starter. And whoever lasts the longest gets $500,000. And these are very harsh environments. They don't drop them off at the San Marcos River, okay? They drop them off at, like, Alaska, British Columbia, the Arctic Circle. And um, these people have to live. And, and what's entertaining about it is that there's no margin in their life. They have no food margin, right? They start off with nothing. They start off with no shelter. And so they have to build shelter. And literally they're given a tarp. And they have to go cut wood and all that kind of stuff. And so one of the first seasons is one guy was dropped off in the middle of like a, uh, a bear den. And there was bears outside of his little tarp. The only thing separate, the only margin he had between him and a bear was a little canvas tarp. That's not exciting to live in, but it's entertaining to watch. Right? It's not entertaining to see your cousin on the verge of divorce, though. It's not entertaining to see your bank account on the verge of bankruptcy. It's not fun to be in a relationship, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, where you're always physically pushed to the edge of your comfort zone. It's not entertaining or enjoyable to always be stressed out about having no space in your life. So we're starting this series, a three-week series, kind of short, but I really want you to understand that you don't have to live without margin in your life. We think we do. We think we have to live all the way to the edge of our capacity, but actually the Bible teaches us something different. The Bible teaches us, God says, I know you can do that, but I want you to come back off of that edge. So let's just define margin real quickly. The first definition of margin is the amount available beyond what is actually needed. The amount available beyond what's actually needed. Check out this picture of a sidewalk in Blanco Vista neighborhood. Uh, Eric and I used to live in Blanco Vista for 10 years. And um, this sidewalk's amazing, right? Look how wide it is. The sidewalk itself is like eight feet wide. Uh, And then you have all that luscious space in between you and the road. And then the speed limit of the road is like 30 miles an hour. So you can hike or walk or jog, or roller skate, or whatever you want to do on this sidewalk, and you don't even think about danger. You don't even, I mean, the worst thing is a rabbit that's going to come out and trip you, or something like that, a chipmunk, or something. The road is of no concern. Why? 
because there's so much margin between the sidewalk and the road. That's the amount beyond what's actually needed. If you turn the corner and you go out on stagecoach, uh, check out the margin on stagecoach. This is just around the corner. That's the margin that you have. You're jogging on the side of the road. I actually think they've put a sidewalk in there now, but back when I lived there, this is what it looked like. You got that little shoulder on the side of the road, then that line disappears, and there's no shoulder, and there's a vehicle coming at you. You have to dive off into the ditch, you know, if that car starts veering your way. So that's margin, and that's space between what's available and what's actually needed. The second definition is really what we're going to be focusing on over the next few weeks, and that's the space between your current performance and your limits. So think about the different areas of your life, and, and, and I want you to be thinking about this um, throughout this series, and we pass out some notes today. Those of you in the house, you can take those out and start jotting some notes out. I really want you to start um, getting serious about this and looking at the different aspects of your life and, and doing an inventory, doing a margin inventory on your life to see, how am I doing with where I am, my current performance, and my limit. How about showing up to an appointment 15 minutes early? How about two minutes early? <laughs> How about getting to the end of the month and having money left over? Ah... How about getting in a discussion with your spouse and you have emotional margin so you don't blow your top as soon as you start talking about that particular issue? Margin. Space between your current and your limit. So that's what we're talking about. Financially, emotionally, spiritually, romantically. What is the margins in your life. Let's talk about when margins decrease, what happens. Write these things down. When margins decrease, our stress goes up. When you're in traffic, maybe you're driving down the road and, and there's cars zooming in and out. There's a road I hate driving on 21. It seems like there's just no shoulder. There's, you're, you're going right beside somebody, you're going the opposite direction, 80 miles an hour. There's just no margin. It's stressful driving that way. It's stressful when you do get to the end of the month and a big thing hits, a hospital visit or whatever, and instead of having margin in the bank, you're now putting stuff on credit cards. That's stressful. Stress goes up when margins decrease. Stress goes up when you know you're in a relationship, you're dating someone, and uh, you have in your idea, you know what, I want to be pure. I want to I live in a relationship that honors God, yet I'm dating someone that's always pushing my limits, and that's stressful. Stressful when there's no margin between your current performance and your limit. When margins decrease, number two, our focus narrows. So when we have margin in our life, man, we're able to manage a lot of things, multitask, but as margin decreases, our focus narrows. As I'm standing back here, the edge of the stage is six or eight feet in front of me. I'm thinking about you. I'm talking about I'm reading scripture, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking about it, but as soon as I walk up here and I start getting to the edge, I literally, my focus literally has to go down to make sure that I don't fall over the edge. 
My focus narrows when my margins decrease. I get stressed. My focus narrows. If I was to come down and get in your face, your stress would go up and your focus would narrow, right? I'm not going to do that to you. Number three, when our margins decrease, our relationships suffer. Our relationships suffer when we don't have margin in our life because we, like I said earlier, we emotionally, we get angry, we fire back, we start arguing. There's times in Eric and I's relationship just recently where we started arguing about something that we normally would never argue about, but because there had been a very stressful situation in our life, all of our emotional margin was gone. And we had to intentionally start building that back up. And we started arguing. I said, you know what, let's just stop arguing because I know this is only, this has solely happened because of this other issue that's happening in our life. And let's just table this conversation until we have some space, some bandwidth in order to handle this conversation. So relationship suffers, our focus narrows, stress goes up. The reason relationship suffers because relationship happened in the margin of our life. Stephen Covey said many years ago that relationships cannot be efficient. And what he means by that is that we cannot stru- like structure our relationship and schedule it all out and time it all out. And, you know, like I'm going to buy flowers at 11 a.m. every Friday and I'm going to have them, you know, then I'm going to send two texts every other day and it's going to say, I love-. You know, we cannot schedule out, be efficient with relationships. Relationships happen in the margin. If I have no margin in my life, my relationships suffer because relationships happen in the margins of my life. So why don't we do less? Why don't we buy cheaper cars? Why do we, why do we go to the limit of our finances all the time? Why do we schedule out everything and, and have our kids not just in one sport, but two sports and ballet and theater and all these different things? Why, why do we keep going to the edge in our relationships when we're dating? Why do we do that? You know, some people might say, well, you know, it's a lack of discipline. It's a lack of priorities. Um, you know, some of that sort of technical things. And, and possibly if you're more disciplined in your life, you, you, you could have more margin in your life. But I want to propose to you that it's really simply one thing, and it all comes down to this. It really just comes down to fear. And if you were to really unpack your lack of margin in your life, you'd say, well, I, if I don't do this, I'm afraid that this will happen. If I don't act this way with this person, like let's say it's my boss, if I don't work all this extra, all this overtime, sacrificing family life, sacrificing margin, if I don't do that, I'm afraid that I won't have enough money or I'm afraid that I will get fired. Or um, if I don't sleep with her, I'm afraid that she will reject me. I'm afraid that she will leave me. I'm afraid. I'm afraid if I don't have my kids and all these different things, they're going to turn out to be losers. They're going to not be cultured. They're not going to be like that other family on Instagram. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? I'm afraid they're going to miss out. I didn't have this when I was a kid. I'm afraid they're going to miss 
out. It's just fear. It's, I'm afraid. So we, we push back the limits of our life and we live at the very edge of our capacity because we have fear, which is the opposite of faith. Faith is the opposite of fear. And so I want to I just hit a couple more things here before we get into the scriptures because I feel like... Um, these are, these are kind of fundamental things. And Scripture tells us this as well. Number one, we all have limits. We all have limits. You may think that you're invincible, that you've got the capacity to keep working. I, I talk to people all the time. They're like, I only sleep four hours a night, and that's fine with me. Like, you are weird, and you need more sleep. <laughs> you are not. You can't live like that. You need to sleep more. And you're like, well, you don't know the kind of boss I have. You don't know the kind of hours I have. I have to work this, and I have to do that. My boss says this. Okay. You're a human, and you have limits. All right. We all have limits financially, physically, morally, emotionally. We have limits. Financially... Years ago, before there wasn't an income tax. Years ago, before World War II, there was no income tax. And Americans said, well, I can't give to the church because I don't have the money. Then the federal government came in and said, we'll take 10%. You don't have a choice. Okay, I guess I have to learn to live on 90% and give taxes to the government or they're going to seize my assets and take it anyway. We have a limit, but we can make decisions to back away from that limit and have space, have margin in our life. We have morals and values and emotions and even physical limits in our life. Number two, we are relational beings. We're relational beings. I want you to think about that. We're not a robot Many of us think that we are, but God actually created us to be relational with limits. And God knows our limits, and God knows how we have been designed, because he's the one that designed us. So if your relationships are suffering, then you've chosen to live without margin. You've chosen to live at the edge of your limits. We're We're limited as people and relational as people. And there's something very interesting that happens in the Scripture whenever God wants to create this new race, this new nation of people. He starts with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they're the first Jews. They get sent, the family gets sent into slavery in Egypt. Long story, but I'm summarizing it very fast. They live 400 years in slavery in Egypt. So then when it was time for God to lead them out into freedom, he leads them into the desert of Sinai, and Moses is their leader and everyone, there's, there's over a million Jews at this point. Everyone that is a Jew at this point only knows slavery, which means they work every single day of the week, and there is no break. So their identity is slave, and they're known for how they work. And not only that, they have to work to eat. And not only that, but there's limitation to food as well. There's cycles and seasons, just many different parts of the creation. So God knows all that. God created it, everything. And so he starts putting some guardrails in their life. 
and laws in their life. Um, the top ten are called the Ten Commandments. And they are commandments. They're not just suggestions. They're commandments. But they're not a law or a commandment just because God is mean and he wants to be cruel to them or punish them. He sets them up because he knows how humans are wired and designed and he wants them to flourish. And so he gives them these guardrails and these guides and for them to live as a new country. Not just in the desert, but when they get to the promised land, the land that we now call Israel. They were to live there and farm there and ranch there and do all their life there. And so he sets them up with these rules to live by. And in the top ten, in the top ten, in the Ten Commandments, God says, Thou shalt not worketh one day a week. Right? Keep the Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath. That's a weekly commandment. Honor and respect margin. That's what God is saying. Honor and respect margin. Every week is what I want you to do. I want you to not do anything. In fact, let's read it. Exodus 28 says, Remember to observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Verse 9. You have six days each week to do your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock even, and foreigners that live among you. All of those right there were just rich with a lot of different meaning. Male, female, human, animal, foreigners, citizens, all those things. That was all-inclusive, right? Every single thing. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day, even God rested one day. Come on. If God rested one day, we should all rest one day. We should all have margin. God had margin in his life. We need to have margin and all that. That's why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. I think it's interesting that it wasn't just like once a year, once a month, or whatever, but it was every single week there was a Sabbath, and it was what we call Saturday. Sunday was the first day of the week. Saturday was the final day of the week, and that was their Sabbath. That was their day of rest. It was extremely detailed, and it was basically like on Friday night, you hang it up. Whatever you're doing, no matter what it was, you stop doing everything for 24 hours. And that's the Sabbath. They honored God by not doing anything. You might say, well, come on, we have two days. You know, we have Saturday and Sunday, and it's part of our culture. We live in America, on and on, all that kind of stuff. Two things to talk about. One is, in America, we may have Saturday and Sunday off, but most people fill Saturday and Sunday with so many different things that you're worn out at the end of the weekend. Come on. When you go on vacation... You have to go on vacation again when you get back because you're so tired from all the things you did on vacation. Stressful. That's one thing. But the other thing is these slaves had no rest in their culture. None, because they were slaves. They had to work every day. 
And not only that, once they got into the promised land, it wasn't like today where there was refrigeration and they could like store up things. They had, they, if they didn't work, they didn't eat. If they didn't tend to their gardens, their gardens would fail. And this was, you know, if they didn't, if they didn't take care of their resources, thieves would come in and steal their resources. Thieves would come in and steal their livestock. Pests, uh, insects, you know, all these different things would come in and take their stuff if they took off one day. But God knew that it was, this is such an important thing, and this is the principle that lives all the way up until this day today. It's, it's, it's not a law anymore, but it is the same principle that we've got to have margin in our life because it does one massive thing. It takes our focus away from fear and onto faith. Those slaves had to make up in their mind, if they're going to honor God on the Sabbath, that God was their provider, not themselves. That they could leave their fields for a day And when they got back, it was going to be okay. And even if their fields were eaten, or even if their fields had been ravaged by thieves, that God was going to provide for them even in that situation. So there was this mass, the Sabbath principle, the margin principle is so important because it puts us to the ultimate test of do I trust that God is my ultimate provider and protector or do I trust in myself for that? And only Sabbath puts us to that ultimate test. Only backing off and saying, I'm not going to work as much. I'm not going to spend as much. I'm not going to do as much. And then all those, well, what if this happens? And what if that person doesn't like you? And what if this happens? The same questions were asked by the Israelites when they were put to the test in, in Exodus 20. The same things. We're all human. And God knew that. God knew that we were all wired in that exact same way. Just like I said earlier, God was saying, I know you human, humans can do that, but I don't want you to. I want you to back off of your limits. And I want you to have margin between your current pace and your limits. Now the Jews said, well, forget the margins. We can live the way we want to live. And the exact same thing happened that happened in the Garden of Eden. When the Jews stepped away from God's plan and God's rules that he had for them and the guardrails that he had for them, God takes his hand off of blessing off them and protection off them and says, if you want to live that way, that's fine. That's up to you, but, but I'm going to step back. And what happened was the Babylonians came in and took them captive for 70 years because the Israelites wanted to do it on their own. And what happens in 2023 is that you and I say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work really hard. I'm going yeah, to go to the limit. And I'm, you get your identity from that. I'm a hard worker. I don't need sleep. I, you know, I go for it, da, 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 all this kind of stuff. You're pushing it to the limit. And what God is saying is if you want to live that way, if you want to live according to your own plan, then I, you, I'm going to let you do that. But you're going to reap that harvest, which is you know, as we were watching that introduction video to this message, I'm sure blood pressure started going up just watching that, hearing that music, seeing all those things happen, inbox growing and things being crossed off, just like, just that, all of that recourse 
from us not having margin in our life. And so if you're wrestling around with like, how do I know where to put different things in my life, where to put different things in my schedule, Jesus says very clearly in his teachings, the first commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart. And the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. And that's the framework. And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. We're going to get very practical. And I really want in the next three weeks for you to really make some life changes uh, to help you flourish in 2023. Flourish not because you did all these certain things and it equals all these certain results, but because you have made the choice to put God first and look to him and step back from the edge. Step back from the edge and let God, let that, let that margin just build relationship. Establish the relationship of God in your life and, and build the spiritual connection that you have between you and God. But it all takes a choice. And it's all a decision. The Jews didn't have to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. And we don't have to honor the Sabbath and, and establish margin in our life. But here's something I want to make sure you know. And this is something you should write down. If you're squeezing the margin out of your life, you're squeezing God out of your life. And I don't want that to happen to you. And it's incremental. For most of us, it's very incremental. We get margin in our life, and then we backfill it with stuff. Here's a great example. You get a raise at your job, and all of a sudden you have financial margin in your life. Your paycheck is bigger than it used to be because you got a new job, or you got a raise, or you got a bonus, or whatever. It's like, oh my goodness, that feeling of having financial margin is so beautiful. But how quickly do we backfill that margin with more expenses in our life. And all of a sudden, that financial margin is like, where did it go? Probably you went out to eat a lot. <laughs> Probably you logged on to Amazon a lot. Uh-oh. Come on, let's step on some toes in here today. And so... You say, well, you're kind of meddling in my business, right? You're kind of like getting into the details of my life. Exactly. God wants to be in the details of your life. And God wants you to know that if you, that if you are willing to step back and make some choices in your life. I, I love seeing the people that are taking Financial Peace University. It's one of these things that's very difficult for people to jump into. And that's always a tiny, like 10 to 12 people go through Financial Peace each time. But seeing the life change that happens in those people is unbelievable. When they're shredding up their credit cards and, and they're paying off debt and they're building savings and they're just changing their lifestyle. Dave Ramsey says like this, live like no one else so that you can live like no one else. Make some changes. Back off from the edge. Put some space there and allow God to be present in that gap. Allow God to be present in that Sabbath, in that space in your life, and you're going to see change. You're going to see peace. There's so many people that trade peace 
for prosperity? Or they trade peace for someone's approval. And instead of having margin in your life relationally and saying, you know what, I I think I'm going to have to break up with them. I was just talking to someone this week, and it was a guy, and he he broke up with another guy. And I was like, that's, what? And, And it wasn't a romantic relationship. It was just a friendship. He was like, this friend was just taking me down. He was just dragging me down. It was just constant negativity and I was realizing like I just can't have that in my life anymore I need space relationally because the more we say no to things it gives us the power to say yes to other things and so I want to encourage you if you're if you're struggling with this and you're thinking about like I just don't know if I can say no to this and and it may you over the next few weeks you may have some conviction about where you work I, you know, like I said earlier, I've heard people say, well, I have to work so many shifts and so many hours and I don't have time off and mandatory overtime and all this kind of stuff. You may, be in a, you may have to get into a place where you say, I need to change jobs because I am sacrificing my relationship with God by being in this job. I'm sacrificing my relationship with my family because I have no margin in my life and I'm not able. I can't, I can't even remember if I've spent time with my kids or not because I have burned up all of that space. The stress has gone up, the focus has narrowed, and my relationships have suffered. Would you stand to your feet right now? I want us to pray together. And I'd love for you to join us, those of you watching online right now. I'd love for you to come in to this moment right here. There's a God moment right here. And I'm believing as I've, as I've spoken today, there's been some conviction. There's been some red flags I've been a few elbows back and forth. I don't want us to let that go. I don't want us to leave without that being handed over to God. You know, one of the one of the reason, one of the ways we can see if we don't have any margin in our life is when our relationships are suffering so much. That we could be together with someone and not with them. We could be in the same room but not actually with them because we're so burnt out from all the other things going on in our life. We could be hearing them, but we may not be listening to them because we're, our focus has narrowed so much to these other factors of our life that we have no space. So I just want us to pray about this right now, and I'd love for you to surrender it to God. And maybe this is a moment where you just surrender your whole, whole life to God for the first time or recommit your life to God for the first time. It's a beautiful moment to do that as we pray and as we seek God. Would you just join with me right now? Heavenly Father, I, I lay down my life before you. I surrender my heart before you. I surrender my schedule, my money. I surrender my relationships to you. God, I surrender my physical health to you and in all those areas of my life God I don't want to be living at the edge would you just confess that to God right now I don't want to live without margin in my life God let's let's pray a prayer of repentance right now just say heavenly father please forgive me 
of my sin. Please forgive me for making this all about me. Lord, I don't want to live that way. I want this to be about you, God. I want you to be honored in the way I live. Lord, I want relationships to begin to thrive as margin increases in my life. Let's let's make this very clear to God right now. Let's make a confession of our faith and just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I put my trust in you, Jesus, that you are my protector. Jesus, you are my provider. Lord, the world can be a mess and so unpredictable, God, but you are faithful. You are strong. God, you never waver. And I can put my faith and trust in you that my success is not predicated upon my ability to go to the max. But I can but I can step back. I can take a deep breath. Lord, meet me there in Jesus name. Meet me there in Jesus name. Thank you Jesus. Thank you God. I'm excited, Lord, about what you're doing in Promised Land. I'm excited about what you're doing in people's individual lives. God, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see the transformation uh, of what happens when we put you first and we back off of the edge and say, come on, God, make a move. Make a move. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, everybody say amen. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget we want to connect with you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Promised Land San Marcos, on Instagram at PSM Church or on our website, psmchurch.com. Thanks again for listening to the Promised Land at Home podcast.